Hello and welcome to Why Not, a fangirl podcast. I'm Anne and this is the first time I'm officially podcasting here without my ride or die co-host Casey. But luckily I am not alone as I'm joined by two lovelies from across the pond today. So grab your twinkle lights, your holly branches, your white hot chocolate, and your snowman sheets because today I'm talking to Stacy, also known as New54321. And Genji, welcome, my lovelies. Hello. Hi. I am so excited to see you too. I'm excited to see you guys. And now it feels like it's Christmas. I know. I feel like I need a Christmas tree as well. Jen, we have met um, several times before. And it's we so good have. to see your face again. Stacy, I have never met you. You haven't. This no. is the first time I've seen your face, apart from on your pictures. Yeah, I mean, I've seen your face. I know who you are, obviously. We've chatted, you know, via DMs and that kind of thing. But yeah, I've never, you haven't been to any of the cons I've been to. No, well, we're on the other side of the pond, aren't we? Yeah. But maybe one day, hopefully, hopefully. we'll find a, a mutual con. So this is a real treat for me. I'm going to start off with with Stacy. Like again, I'm just thrilled to be talking to you. I love this story. I know I'm not alone. I love all of your stories. Thank you. But I just wanted to recap for for you cuz I don't know how often you look at this and for the audience. But as of Friday, December 2nd when I looked up these statistics. Beneath your snowman sheets, which you published I believe it was November 12th of 21. It started publishing. That sounds right. Sounds this about right. All from AO3. So I'm sure it has to be accurate. It You completed this one December 31st, 2021. Mm -hmm. And it uh, is eight chapters long. You had 1,525 kudos, 150 bookmarks, and it had... 33,965 hits. And they were all me and you, Anne. I mean, it's just me going <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> they've, all, they've all come from the same five people, I think. Not at all. Not at all. Wait, that That's amazing. It's, I had no idea. Um, kind of, I, I, I do check the stats every now and then, but generally as I'm posting... So obviously after I finish posting something, it kind of tends to pick up a little bit more and I don't really look at it then afterwards. So I didn't know it had that many. That's, that's more than I thought. <laughs> that's uh, that's no small potatoes. That's, yes. How does that feel? I, it's quite baffling. It feels really strange. And I mean, the thing that feels weirdest for me is we're a year later and it's kind of popping back up again and, you know, people are, tagging me again and tweets about it and it's 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 a very strange feeling it's a nice feeling it's great but it's strange yeah when uh when did you first start writing fanfic um and the christmas before no two christmas before oh my gosh we must be yeah I, my first um fanfic was a a wine uh, Christmas fic, which I've actually taken down off of AO3 because now when I reread it, it makes me feel a bit ill. Oh no! <laughs> it, it, I just, I just don't, I don't like the writing style anymore. But that, um, yeah, my first one was a Christmas one, so that must have been, well, three Christmases ago now, um, because I've written one each year since. So, 
but I have never written anything for any other fandom before. That, that was my my first venture into the world of fandom. We so, just spun it up. So Christmas was your like your inspiration for getting into the fan fiction. It was uh, mode. Interesting. Yeah. What is it about yeah. the holidays that moved you to get into fanfic? I think because I'm quite um, sugary sweet with the things that I like to write. And Christmas has that vibe, doesn't it? It's very hallmarky and, and everybody wants happy vibes. So my kind of no angst, everybody's happy and everybody's having a lovely time fits in quite well for the Christmas Christmas feeling. That's what like, people want to read at Christmas. So, yeah. And also... It, it was just timing. I discovered the show in sort of maybe the October, November before. So I, it just happened to be Christmas that I started um, wanting to write about the, the characters as well. So like you were only, had been watching the show and then like two months later, bam, fanfic? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the reasons that I took that first fic down is because when I read it now, I just don't have the characters right. You know, and you when you kind of look back at some of the older fix before the characters came into their own, they don't feel quite as right anymore because characters have developed. And I really feel that when I read that first story, I just did not know the characters well enough at all to be doing so, it. So if anyone downloaded that one, they have a rare treasure <laughs> because it's like in the archives now, right? <laughs> it is. It's forgotten about. And the reason I'm quite like, if I've written something, I'll leave it there even if I don't really feel that strongly about it anymore. But that one, because it was the first one, anybody that I said, oh, I write, I write fic, they'd go, oh, where can I find your work? And then they'd start with that one. Mm -hmm. I said, like, no, I've got to take it away. <laughs> I can't deal with that being the, the the bar that people are judging me on. So, Would, would you ever rewrite it? Or are you like, no, I don't, I don't want that one? I think I would rewrite it, but I think it would need uh, like an overhaul. I'd probably need to fully rewrite it rather than like edit and tweak. So... Yeah, but maybe one day. So maybe. had you ever thought about writing before this? But what was it that sparked? You thought, I know I'll write fanfic or have you written short stories or? I I can't really say, to be honest. I, I have always, when I was at school, I was always quite into sort of creative writing and things, but it was never something that I then thought of as a hobby. And I, I was always quite good at it at school. And I was got decent grades and it was something that I, I had in my mind that I was okay at. But I've never actually tried to write anything beyond just school assignments. Um, and then it was genuinely actually that I was on my own in a hotel room. Um, I'd gone away for work and it was close to Christmas and I was a bit, it was dark. I couldn't really go out and do anything else. And I just thought, well, I'm just going to give it a go. <laughs> I was reading fanfic. I was reading a lot and I thought, I can do this. Surely I could give this a go. That was my and next uh, question. So you, so you, the show was still on. Yeah. It was still airing during that time, if we're going historically. Was Wynonna Earp the first fanfic you started reading? Yeah. Uh, no, I read a little bit when I was quite a bit younger um, for a uh, lesbian couple in a, one of the British soaps when I was... Which one? Which one? Which uni. one? Um, in, when, with Sophie and Sean in Coronation Street. Mm -hmm. I read some, some fanfic there, but not really since then. So I think I just sort of related so much to the characters in Wine and Earth that I needed more content. And because I was quite obsessed 
and my wife was slightly less obsessed I was bored of waiting to watch the episodes with her so I needed something to plug the gaps in between especially because I was away with work I needed to to kind of fuel the fire while I was not at home and not able to carry on watching the show so that was my my way of doing that and I haven't stopped since that's kind of escalated into something far more than I anticipated. You're so good at it. So don't ever stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can relate to, you know, you talking about when people start, they would go to that very first fic that you wrote. And then now that you've gone back, you're kind of like cringing over it. Because it's kind of the same way with podcasting. It's like you learn as you go. My episodes are still there. And it's like most people, they'll start at the beginning unless it's like, yeah. I know a guest was on and they jump in there. But it's the same thing. I go back and I listen and I'm like, you know, my audio was bad. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, we didn't know what we were doing. So I I, I can I can yeah. appreciate. It's exactly the same for comment. recording. I mean, when I originally started recording, I was like holding my phone, sitting in my kitchen, which has got this giant ceiling and it's echoing and you can hear the trains going past and then the boilers cracking over there. And then, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the first, when, when you said to me about um, doing Painted Walls, you, one of the first things you said to me was you have to persevere with the first couple of episodes, the first couple of episodes, because you know the sound quality wasn't as good. And but it, it, it is it's that fear that someone new is going to come in, start at the beginning, and then judge me on that instead of on the growth that you you've made since your your yeah. earlier stuff. Well, but, and we're our own worst critics too, right? So it's like mm-hmm. we're we're noticing things that the majority of people aren't even noticing. They're just appreciative yeah. to have it out there. They're absorbing the content and it's like the things we're hearing, they're not hearing. And I, there's a lot of times I have to remind myself of that, that like, I'm the only one who just noticed that little thing. I can work for hours to try to fix that and make it perfect, or I can let it go because nobody else is going to care about me. You know what I mean? And even if they do notice, I mean, I, you know, when I'm reading fanfic, I let so much slide. Like I'll read stuff that's barely hanging together and still enjoy it. And then I just think, why am I so critical of myself when I've just read this thing that, that, I mean, there are words that are in completely the wrong place. Nothing really makes any sense because it's got a general storyline. I'm okay with this. And yet yeah. it's, it's myself and I've made one tiny mistake. I'm like, ah, story's ruined. That's <laughs> it. Crumple up the virtual yeah. paper and throw it in the bin. Exactly. Yeah. And you're right. We're just we're our own worst critics. Nobody else cares if you've made a, a slight mistake or something's a little bit little bit clunky they're not bothered no and it's not to say we shouldn't keep striving for you know excellence as it were but it's like yeah sometimes mediocre is just fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly possible that's enough exactly move on you graduate with this with a c you graduate with a d like keep moving just whatever (laughs) exactly right all i care about (laughs) exactly you got up today great (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah i mean that that kind of I find I'm getting more of a perfectionist the more I write. So uh, when I, I look back to, to my earlier stuff now, it's always quite a lot shorter as well. All my older fix have got shorter chapters. And now I tend to find that I think I'll go, oh, I can write a chapter in a week. I could have done two years ago because they were only three and a half thousand words. Now they're six and a half, seven thousand words. I can't do that in a week anymore. And I so don't think I've quite registered just how much more pressure I put myself under now than I did start with. I mean, the first bit that I wrote that I took down, I didn't plan. I just sat and flashed it out and, you know, posted whatever I had come up with that day. Whereas now I've got this full on strategic 
methods that I go through before I'll even think about sharing something. So the, that, that kind of self-criticism just gets worse and worse. Well, and I, thing. I think that, you know, the more eyes you have on you, the more it just, how can you not start feeling that pressure to like, for me, I don't want to, disappoint other people I don't oh want people God, to that think my, that like I've given up and I'm just like oh great I've got your attention now I can slack off you know that kind <laughs> of thing and and it's ridiculous because we don't get paid for what we do like no. we're doing this because we like doing it we're doing yeah. it because it makes us feel good to know that we've yeah. made other people feel good and yet we're putting all this pressure <laughs> on, on ourselves. ourselves that was something that actually I went to um Dom and Tristan Baker's retreat um a little while back last month and one of the kind of messages that came out of that was we we're so driven by end products that we forget that the reason we do it is because we enjoy the process Mm -hmm. and the reason I write is because I like to write I like the art of coming up with a story and turning that into words and watching it pan out across the page but I've got myself into a mindset where I'm so driven by how it looks at the end and how it's going to get received when there's an end product that I forget to just enjoy the actual writing of it. And so the the next thing I'm going to be posting, um, which I haven't done so yet, I'll be posting at some point uh, over the next few weeks. I tried to just do that, to just to just have a bit more fun with it and just be like, stop stressing about how how good it is and I quote good. Because actually, I'm enjoying producing it. So that's the point. That's 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 what I'm doing it for. Yeah, you and that's and that's why you started. And you know, that's we have to go back to the root of why we started. It's like we started because we had this intrinsic value, right? It was like it was something that we wanted to do and that we thought was fun. And then, as you start to see the kudos and the comments start to roll in, you know, the reviews, the ratings. And you see that people are enjoying it, then it's like, oh, okay, now I have to maintain this level so that the, the I've pressure done. Pressure that comes with that, isn't there? Right, and yeah. then excel that as well, and then you get a few comments that hit you, and then you, you know, all the good ones went away because now you're just stuck in like, yeah, that bad rating in that you're one negative stuck. one, exactly. And I also because I get. Um, a couple of people will say things like, oh, this is my favorite. Each time you write a new story, it becomes my favorite one. And then I feel like every time I write a new story, it has to be better than the last one because otherwise I'm going to break some kind of trend. And actually it's not, it's just personal preference. Like I I have to just write what I like and what I want to happen. And with, I'm sure um, you have exactly the same thing and with podcasts that if because I'm posting chapter by chapter a lot of the time, I, I have the whole thick plan, but I often don't have the whole thing written. And then when you start to get feedback and you get comments, you start doubting where you were going with the story because you're like, oh, well, they think this is going to happen. Is that what should be happening? Should I be doing this instead? Or or like, how should I be interpreting these comments? Is this because they want this to happen or are they just making predictions? And, and right. it sort of confuses me. And I have to remember to just do what I was planning to do yeah. And I know better because I know where this story is going. I can't just listen to everything I'm being suggested. Yeah, Sometimes absolutely. Sometimes I take little nuggets, but... Did you right. change anything in Snowman Sheets midway through or did you basically yeah. hit the, the the story that you'd planned out or that was the, there was no jackknifing or... No, I don't think I did with Snowman Sheets. I think I kept it very much the same. I 
changed a fair few bits based on my um, thoughts. So, uh, because I didn't, I was struggling a little bit with Snowman Sheets because I didn't want it to feel like it was just dragging on and on and on. But I also didn't want them to be still too young when they actually got together. So I was kind of battling with this whole 20 year span of trying to be not fair. To I think you could have written them into their 90s and we would have been okay. <laughs> that's good to know i think that's there's like know. there's a sequel <laughs> yeah yeah middle-aged to old age middle so, middle-aged yeah. <laughs> definitely okay i i can get behind that i could definitely do a one shot of them sitting by the fire with their white hot chocolate in their 90s oh. just <laughs> yeah i've had i had similar experiences where you know as the podcast is going along i would get you know dms or comments like oh i loved this but you know like either when you're podcast when you're podcasting it's similar to if you misspelled a word and didn't catch it or whatever like I'll sometimes you'll say the correct word but you'll pronounce it wrong or I'll think one word means another thing and I'm just you know talking 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 and it comes out wrong and you can't edit that out because it'll (laughs) sound really weird in the copy and so it's too late right you can't go back and correct yourself it's it's already out there but then you would yeah. I would get feedback sometimes and it's like why are you telling me this it's out there there's nothing I can late. do about that yeah so like yeah. really none of this is making me feel better <laughs> no. like... that resonates so much with me here is a list of all well that's just half the words I've had to pr- get google to pronounce for me because I'm like am I saying this right what is, is happening <laughs> words that are really long what's on there you know? Things like, oh my God, I don't even know if I can pronounce that. You know what I really struggled with is mischievous. And if you listen to pre, you use, you use that word quite a lot. I use it a lot. I'm so earlier, sorry. <laughs> earlier ones in painted, I can't say it. I was like, I don't think that's right. I'm and not honestly, sure I can say it, but I don't. Do. I things do like reverie and deity that I'd not heard of before. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Tousled when you tattle your hair. And I was like, I don't know. And then you're like I you're second guessing yourself, and I'm like pressing the button on the on the pronounce on the on the on my iPad to get it to pronounce, and then I'm highlighting it in um, the copy that you sent over, and I'm saying it out loud and saying it out loud, and then and then I read the sentence and I get it wrong, and I'm and I swear at myself, and then I have to do it again. So I, I actuality, all kinds of things. I was just like, oh. I just realized I we haven't even introduced you yet, Jen. Like, I, no, okay. if somebody's just now joining in, then they have no <laughs> idea who you are. This is Jen. <laughs> Jen is the voice behind the audio recordings that Stacy has been so gracious to let us do of yes, painted walls and hardwood floors and snowman sheets, which by the time you hear this will have already been released. So yeah, this is my ERPA friend I've met along the way who have become great friends with who has become the audio voice for some of Stacy's fix. It came out of nowhere. Came out of and, nowhere. and now I feel like I like now I finished recording. I'm like, what's next? Why don't you tell people where this originated from? You recording audio of Stacey. Well, everybody loves a British accent, don't they? Especially if you're the <laughs> other side of the pond. I don't know about us so much. I'm like, yeah, nobody really listens to me back here. They certainly don't listen to me at home. It's like, hello. But um, yeah, you lovely North Americans and lots of other people around the world seem to love love my accent. And it, I think it started as a bit of a, some people were like, oh, you should record a bit of fanfic or I was leaving you all voice notes and things like that. And people were enjoying it. And Yeah, in our group, we have a group chat. 
and that was and making me like feel Jen. Can marvelous. you just like do our voicemail recording for us? Can oh, I did. I did a voice recording, a voice um, message for for one of one of our friends, and she has that on her her voicemail now. And it just kind of escalated. And somebody said, "Why didn't you read a chapter of fanfic?" So I think I pulled I pulled up a page. And I read it and I recorded it and I sent it over. Um, and they're like, yes, yes, you have to do this now. <laughs> so I was like, pick one. And they picked painted. And, I, and I'd forgot, I'd read it, obviously. And I'd forgotten quite one, how long it was. And two, there's a lot of sex in it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing that I, I hadn't quite so realised what that. I'd got myself in, into before it was yeah. too late. But it wasn't too late because I was enjoying it. Like, like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? One, it's a challenge, and two, I'm really enjoying this. So I just started making the making the chapters and sending them to to, to our small group. And then I, I don't know. Anne, you said we should ask. I think it was you. I'm not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. We should ask Stacy if we can we can publish these. And it just so happened that I saw you at Erpfest in yes. Glasgow, and you were very gracious about it instead of course and I was so surprised why would I not I thought it was a great I I I love it I mean firstly because it's incredibly exciting to have it in audio format and secondly it makes it more accessible I love that about it yeah although I so I listened to it and I the I had sort of failed to anticipate just how strange it would be to hear somebody else read my sex scenes. That that was quite an experience. I was on a dog walk. I had my, my headphones on. And, ah, this is really strange. It's also it, like one of the things is like how do you how are you how do you really portray this when you're on your own? And then am I doing it justice? And then do oh yeah. Um, yeah, it makes me very happy that you're happy with that. <laughs> Listeners, as soon as Jen brought up how the saying how much I forgot how much sex there was in this, Stacy's cheeks turned a bright <laughs> red. I'm sweating. <laughs> it it's it comes up like because it's the thing that gets mentioned so often. My my sister is I'm quite open about the fact that I write you know, my family and everything though. It got mentioned in my dad's wedding speech. Right. it's just just a, I'm fairly unapologetic but my sister refers to it as I write lesbian porn which I don't really I mean I write stories that have sex scenes in yeah so so yeah it's it started as a, a group thing um and so yeah so then we started publishing it and then I think Jen you realized how many hours it <laughs> was going to be an investment for uh, going back well, to hard work again floors. like Stacey's saying the first time you do it if you again if you listen to the first ones there are mistakes in it when I haven't edited it and I am just literally using voice recorder on my phone and I hadn't worked out how I was going to do this I was just hoping that I would be able to press stop and then record the next paragraph and then press stop. and it doesn't work like that um I I can't speak a lot of the time and I will literally read four <laughs> words and have to do it again um and I worked out how to edit it slightly better but yeah and then you get a bit more I started to be, become a bit of a perfectionist I was like I don't like that mm. how that was pronounced I didn't like how that sound I didn't like how that ran into the next one there's too much of a gap there's not enough of a gap um what you know one of the hardest things I find is when you write single dialogue words so the word yeah. <laughs> I've just just finished obviously chapter 12 I think the last word is no 
I think I recorded it probably 35 times <laughs> with different inflections. I was like, how? How am I ending this story? What how what do I need to portray? How yes. excited or disgusted or what loud? I was just like, oh God, one words are so hard. They are. And I and I I don't help you out very much with my writing actually, because I mean I've tried my my wife isn't she's an audiobook person. She doesn't really like to read so this is better for her because she doesn't really read my stories because she just doesn't really sit and read stuff uh, but I've tried to read Painted Walls actually to her in the past and the way that I write certainly in earlier days doesn't have very much dialogue 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 Waverly said sort of thing it's just the dialogue and then the next action there's no kind of like it break between what they've said and what they're doing which on paper is fine because you you can see, you can see the, the the speech mark. You can see where the where the action is. But when you're reading it out loud, it actually doesn't lend itself very well to that. Sometimes so you've done my, a good job. My favorite part is where I'll I'll read the dialogue in whatever I think is happening because I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying my, the story. That's the best bit about. It. I'm reading the story to myself, so I'm having a great time. I often have to stop and re-record it because I've laughed. Um, <laughs> or it's been really emotional. Or we'll talk about the sex later. Um. But you some you just so there'll be some dialogue and then you'll describe how they've said it and I'd be like bollocks <laughs> <laughs> they whispered that I didn't whisper that I was shouting it <laughs> Waverly whispered she didn't <laughs> narrator she no, was very forceful and loud about it <laughs> and Jen's quietest whisper <laughs> so I'll do that again. <laughs> Well, and that's that's worth noting, too. So with painted walls and hardwood floors, Jen just, you know, again, we we were doing it just for fun in our group chat. We didn't, I don't know how far along we I were never before we, we would, finally. I would be talking to yeah. you on a podcast about <laughs> So before we realized we would, uh, you know, have this opportunity to put it out to the world. And I didn't edit any of that. That was literally just Jen sending me to the audio files and mixing it in with you know an intro and an outro so Jen and, and I, correct me if I'm wrong but you don't you don't edit it on a computer you're literally like stop rewind re-record stop rewind re-record and sending the files to me that way yep so yeah, yeah so which makes it it, it kind of had to be done that way because it was so much content that it would have taken me so long to edit it. So it would have slowed down us getting it out there. Um, you know, it could have been done, but with everything else I was doing at the time, it would have taken longer. And so then with Snowman Sheets, the difference with this one is that we've cranked it up a notch. And again, uh, I didn't edit anything that Jen sent me. That audio is all still edited on your end. But what I've done is I've enhanced it and added in sound effects and a very special DJ. <laughs> I should have introduced you as the voice of Spark Radio oh, UK. <laughs> when you asked me to do that, I thought, oh, great, that sounds like a really good idea. I can do that. And then when I sat down to try and do it, I thought, I have not got the voice for this. <laughs> I tried so many times and I just was cringing so hard. I may have a face for radio, but I clearly don't have a voice for radio. So. Oh, I love it. I think it's brilliant because I've heard those sections. Because I was have like, you? I was like, I'll send you them so you can see what you're going to follow. And I was, I was like, it's amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to hear them in the in so you know in the production of it because 
on its own, it sounds a bit strange because I obviously just had a stream of them. I just kind of did them all in one yeah. uh, file and sent them over to Anne. So they sounded a bit odd. Just me yeah. doing that. In one but... file, it's pretty funny because it's just like you're going on and then <laughs> it's like another one. Like, oh, yeah, and then yeah. I chopped it up. But but I love how it it breaks it breaks it all up. You know, you have sometimes it's it, it's book ending, sometimes it's a you know pieced up in between. But having two British voices that are clearly different voices, your audio this is this is not a dig at all, Stacey. But yours is yours is a little rough, but it makes it sound like it's like actually it's coming radio. across the radio. So I was like, <laughs> in my head originally, I was like, oh, I'll probably tweak it because there's some. There's some like voice filters I can put in in post. So it's like, oh, maybe I'll do like a slight echo or something like that. And then when I heard it come through, I'm like, no, this sounds perfect. perfect. It all just like it really feels like it really worked together really well. Like the when I first started listening to the yeah, I listened to it a lot. So now I really know the story. Um, and because <laughs> going back, going back, <laughs> finding sound of sound effects like the first did you know um, any of those songs Anne? because i have some of those songs in the middle all the lad baby <laughs> oh my god the sausage roll like, that's classic <laughs> british christmas where we just go we're gonna pick them to be christmas number one it was I love stuck that in playlist. my head for so long that sausage roll one if i had anticipated this in any way at all maybe i would have thought a little bit more about the songs that i was choosing but i was just fully going for the time zone that, that it was in i was yeah. just thinking right well what what was the song of the moment even if it wasn't the number one like what was the the one that i should reference <laughs> so now that I listened to that playlist this morning on when I was walking the dogs and it just made me laugh so much to go from a moment like this into killing the name off and then the sausage rolls and I just <laughs> I just thought what have I done to British culture it's by classic. putting this out there. And I love it because yeah, I don't know those <laughs> songs, right? So it's just like listening to it and I'm like three years in a row with this <laughs> song. Are you kidding me right now? But I can see why. It's like we have like a grandma got run over by a reindeer song that was like you know yeah. a big hit for a long time I don't know if it was like number one but I never really went back and looked at what the number one Christmas songs <laughs> were during the different time for, you know zone yeah. time zones time frames um but that, that's just another really unique way of getting us into the 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 year that it's taking place and you know stamping time for us I love that addition to the story I was trying so hard to do that both with the the radio and with um the references from Winona I was trying to oh use, my and god I know I've had to google so many deal. songs on on YouTube to listen to them <laughs> to then be able to I was like I can't sing which is probably good because Winona <laughs> can't sing in the story well, no, so I was like that's no, perfect she can't. I mean I, <laughs> I was trying like because I didn't want them to be so obscure that people just would not get that it was a reference. But I wanted yeah. them to feel like they would have been authentic British, even yeah. if it wasn't a British reference, that it would have been relevant in Britain. Yeah. But I mean, I was that I had to Google because I can't remember. And also I had them slightly aged out from me. So Wayhort was slightly younger and Winona was slightly older than I am. So I was trying to figure out where, where? their references would have been in comparison to my age at the time and... Yeah, that was that probably took more work than planning the story actually just <laughs> getting those references sorted it, when I was so originally I you know Jen sends it over and I 
you did so great this time. Like I gave you a time frame and you were like, you were cranking out the chapters, which I was so worried because I basically spent the, six, the last six months abroad and I was in New Zealand and, I, and we'd spoken about this in Canada at Acon and you're like, can you do it? And I was like, I think so. But you're going to have to wait till like, October. I will start in October. And uh, one one of the other Redmonds, um, Ashkey, she'd she'd broken it down into the, the chapters and how long they were. And I was like, oh my God, actually, this is going to be tight. But it, I did it. And then well you done. were you were you were so kind to, you know, I had the idea of like, let's do like a 12 days of Christmas kind of thing and do one a day leading up to Christmas. Um and it's originally only eight chapters and yeah. you broke it down. You know, you broke down the way you saw the story in your mind into 12 for us, which is so kind of you to do. I like I felt bad asking that of you as as an author to like, can you basically change the tone maybe <laughs> of your story just so we can do this in chunks for so I can say 12 days of thickness? But you did, <laughs> which I, I think did, I felt bad for. Then. Yeah, I felt bad for Jen, actually, because I it left you with two chapters of sex scene instead of one yeah the seven the 70 minute long one was yeah. was an effort i'm sorry and I knew, <laughs> i'm I, sorry I, it's brilliant i absolutely loved it but it's tiring i'll tell you that and i was thinking when i did the this that was the last one i split um yeah and you were sort of asking me so i had i'd given you 11 originally and i was toying with what i was going to do well and the last so the last one that i split up was that sex scene and I was like, I feel bad that I'm giving Jen a chapter that just immediately starts in the middle of a sex scene. Like, I was ready. It was all right. I prepped myself. <laughs> Let's talk about the sex scenes because... <laughs> Can I set the scene? Because people obviously can't see where I am. This is where I record. I am in my wardrobe. <laughs> in this, this is a walk-in. So walk-in wardrobe room because <laughs> it's the best acoustics I can get. It's away from the rest of the family, so they're not interrupting me and I'm not interrupting them. So here I am on my own in my wardrobe reading you fanfic. <laughs> I'm in the closet. Literally. You're in the closet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> not what I thought I'd be doing with fanfic. I thought I'd be getting No, not at all. <laughs> so I, yeah, I get these and we, we've all read the story, so we kind of know like, when like it's gonna start getting spicy I'm like oh I think the next one is the spicy one and Jen's like yep I really gotta cure myself up for this one and I get it and with the first few chapters I was I was working ahead looking at the story written and highlighting areas that I would then mine for sound effects so I'd look through the story and be like oh I, you know, we hear her footsteps walking up the stairs. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to look for some stairs, right? Um, which, side note, the whole sound effect thing is a crazy, like, I had to go through two different programs because one program I have doesn't have a lot of good sound effects. So then I have to use this other program. So I have to go back and forth. So as I'm listening and editing, I'm like, okay, I just, like, there's a knock at the door. So then I go to my thing, I type in door knock. And then it's like, do you want a metal door? Do you want a hollow door? Do you want wow. a this door? Do you want like fast knocking, slow knocking, wow. knocking with a glove? Like, so I'm just listening for, I don't know, 15, so you listen 20 to 20 minutes. Knocks to find right. out which <laughs> so I'm want. like, 
I don't know. Let's put a pin in that one. Let's oh, could maybe work. And it's like, you know, walking upstairs. Do you want running upstairs? Do you want hardwood? Do you want carpeted stairs? Do you want like female footsteps, male footsteps? I'm like, what? what? The different angry <laughs> oh footsteps. Like, so it's just like, and sometimes you, there's a sound you want and there's like no good choices. So I'm like, okay. I picked did you just, make any of your own? I did. Did you? <laughs> did you? I did. I made um, when the bowl falls on the floor. Yeah. I went in my garage with a bowl and I kept dropping it on the floor um, and the faucet on and off. I went in my bathroom. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If you can't find a sound effect, I this have the tools. Production. I'm loving it. So I, was like, doing, yeah. I was like tapping my toothbrush on the couch, like put my toothbrush down on the counter. I used that sound effect. Like it got crazy Love up in this. here. I took it way too seriously as evidenced by my mug. Oh, oh. Uh, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> your your whole setup with the the sheets. <gasps> I want them. I have I matching bowls too. Do you? <laughs> uh-huh. I'm gonna find a way to get them too. Oh my gosh! I wish I'd thought of putting that in the big. <laughs> That's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> you did it. well. No, the the mugs they had special. Yeah, they did have special yeah. mugs. You're this right. Is, they did. It in said the with snowman. Trust me, yeah. I um. Okay, so what Do you you're know the story at, better than me now. So, <laughs> yeah, right? so what they're looking at is, I have, I made mugs that say one that says Twinkle and one that says Gumdrop. Um, I had my friend Katie who has a, is it Cricut machine or Cry Cut machine? I don't Cricut's know. It's a whole different thing Cricut. over here. I don't know what. <laughs> um, and it's a sticker making machine. It cuts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can you make me stickers that say blah, blah, blah? And she's like, yeah, I can. What do you want? So I kept going back to the fic. And I'm like, well, it says that, you know, these bowls have uh, snowmen faces and uh, yeah. snowflakes on them. So I had her make, I'm like, I'll add a name. So I, so they say, hang on, I'm going to go get the bowls. Oh my gosh. Talk amongst yourselves. I've just noticed you've got snowman sheets behind you as well. I hadn't even noticed before. Oh, goodness. This is the best thing ever. I feel like I'm the only person that doesn't have snowman sheets. (laughs) I need to get get some. I've got got a snowman t shirt. I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. I used to have like a fleece that had a hood with a hat and a carrot nose and stuff. (gasps) And I tried to find it because I did a a live QA thing. last last year yeah and, and i wanted to wear it for that and i, and I couldn't i can't find it anywhere but uh, i need to see i think everybody now should get a snowman onesie as well snowman oh onesie. wow <gasps> oh this is just <laughs> i love it so much they're adorable oh my god that is amazing I, you know this what? one has popcorn residue in it because i already ate well that's what they're for exactly <laughs> This is my favorite thing that has come out of of writing this is the the sheets and the stuff you know the people like like just hype, um, you've got your sheets in the video unbelievable i mean i think largely that uh, this the story's success is down to heidi and <laughs> and the hype to be honest rather than the story itself that's my view but... i disagree but heidi definitely <laughs> helped <laughs> yeah and i just like seeing the the photos pop up of people that had bought these sheets it was just the best feeling ever I just thought how how bizarre especially since I originally didn't 
it wasn't it wasn't really a part of the the story in my mind that I the first plans for it there was no specific sheet it was just, they built a blanket fort I hadn't really thought through it it was just like you know that that's that's the set in my mind and then obviously when I because I've got a bit of a elongated process I'll I'll go through and I'll I'll write the basics and then I'll go back and I'll pad it out and then I'll go back and I'll add all the details in so I kind of go through it a few times and it was on like the last run through where I thought I need more detail in here it needs to feel more Christmassy I was like the sheets are going to be snowmen and then I added that in throughout the story and then the title came from the snowman sheet so it was like the last thing that went in and yet it's the thing that's come out (laughs) the most and it's just crazy did you have other titles I did have another title and I can't remember what it was um but it was something much more boring much much more boring and I I, because um my beta was not keen on the idea originally of me using the new snowman sheets because they thought it made sound too too sex heavy and not sweet enough uh and I and I I was like well no because it does it it relates to all of the memories you know they're all they're yeah, all, there, all in yeah. the same and because it's there from the beginning yeah so I liked it and I and I went with it in the end but um the others I I I, I probably I should have I should have dug it out really I probably got the notes somewhere from um what I did have as the titles but I tend to title my fix right before I post them they generally don't have a title until I'm done because I tend to use a line that from I have that, somewhere yeah. in the story um so yeah that was the last thing that I did and and yet it's the thing that's sort of I think maybe had it been called something different it wouldn't have been wow. quite so, so chaotic it, the yeah the the way the sheets became this like the symbol and well so many of the other things too like in my head it's it's the special bowls that they they eat their popcorn out of this these these traditions that mm-hmm. they have and these little symbols of it you know the holly the holly I've got, I've got my holly got my snowman <laughs> sheets got it all but the snowman sheets you know it's something tangible that we can all kind of wrap our head around and it was so fun for me as as a reader and observer of how this kind of morphed into its own life form uh seeing everybody else's different interpretation visually of what the snowman sheets yes. looked like to them. Yeah. And I know when I, I was that. when I was looking for sheets for my snowman sheets, it was like, what do they look like in my mind's eye? Mm. And mine are so different from like Heidi's or Dean's yeah. or like yeah. everyone's is so different from what you yours was more like a patchwork kind of, wasn't mine, it? Mine well, yeah, because you know I, I I was a child in you know 90s Britain, so everything was so garish and like printed and everything. And so my vision was like the sort of things that I had when I was a kid. And they were, I mean, I know I was probably way more would have been slightly later than, than me in that story, but they were like printed patchwork. So not even nicely like sewn together patchwork, like print garish, bright reds and greens and stuff with these cartoon looking snowmen and that was how I pictured it and I found on the internet at one point something that was vaguely similar but I I couldn't they, they didn't have any um for me to be able to order maybe I should try it again this year but I certainly didn't picture the 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 cute delicate Pinterest ones that most other people um have envisioned <laughs> most other people's have got these really nice like yours in the background that uh, are so sweet and cute with these little snowmen and I pictured 90s Britain. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
And that's so fun. How like just seeing everyone's do that. There, yeah. There are certain times in in reading fanfic that I will be moved to tears. Different times that I'm like reading in bed, which is usually where I do my reading. Um, and I'm just like, oh my god, I love when a story can just really hit me. Right. Winona gifting the sheets was one of those moments for me. So it's like that whole full circle come back around. Oh, so sweet. Oh, thank you. I I, I want I knew I was gonna do that from quite early. Um, when I kind of decided I was gonna do the sort of friends to lovers and once I'd worked, I didn't know it was gonna be the sheets, but I knew that I wanted to kind of bring it full circle and that Winona would be the one that would instigate the tradition in the next generation. Um, and I originally planned that it was going to be that she'd try and instigate that the mistletoe tradition. Um, yeah. And then as I was writing it, that sort of it is how it ended. But it, I, it became kind of less of the point of the moment. I thought it was going to be in my mind that was going to be more of a special moment. But actually, once the snowman sheets kind of came to fruition and, and, and uh, that became the focus, it, it became clearer to me that that was what it needed to be. But I always planned that. Dwayne would have children and Winona would be the one to sort of recycle their their traditions a bit. So that's nice that that, that was a moment that you you liked, appreciated. I do I like yeah. I like the obnoxious the obnoxious Winona but supportive Winona in this story and also that those bursts of real sugary sweet Winona. You know, that we know is always there, but like you just really highlight it. I think we got Thank sidetracked you. when I went and got my mug, but um, I was going to talk we were talking about when I sent you the chapter 10. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so when you sent me that chapter and I was like, yeah, I knew what like was happen was going to happen, but I wasn't prepared for what my response would be to listening to my friend basically <laughs> portray sex in my, <laughs> in my ears. <laughs> And I'm like, <laughs> I have it set up, like I have a template where I already have like the, the Christmas bells for the intro. And then I know Jen sends me like the chapter intro. So it's like, I've got a minute before we get into it. Right. So I've got that all set up. And then I drag my file in there and I push play. I got my <laughs> intro going. And so we start getting into I'm like, okay, it's going to start getting good. I'm, I'm giggling so hard by myself in my studio and I'm just like oh my god oh my god like because I'm picturing you doing this I'm hearing this <laughs> happening I am like just overjoyed but also just like this is super weird listening to my friend do all these things right now yeah and I'm like and your text message was something like you you're committed <laughs> just oh like, gosh <laughs> really oh like, gosh I don't ever speak to me give me a couple months before <laughs> you look I at say, me don't look at me for three to five months or something <laughs> I is chapter 10 because obviously I can't remember now because it's been split into the 12 is it the morning after yeah, which one better than I would probably oh god um no I don't I think, think it is I think 11's the morning after <laughs> that's the yeah. one that when you started you said you were going to do this that was the one that I um, sympathised with you over to be honest because the whole conversation that they had oh, the conversation <laughs> is in the middle of sex is in the middle of sex I was like, got <laughs> to make it yeah. meaningful and passionate <laughs> and breathy 
<laughs> so breathy so breathy okay, I'm just I like I will give you a little insight into how that happens okay I sit in my chair here run out of chair here I am, a running on the spot making this happen you can hear my bell jingling on my elf hat now so now I'm out of breath and I'm I'm reading this for it's real not a very sexy look but it you sounds great to get your heart rate going. <laughs> that is so funny I can't I was like how now else I'm am I gonna, gonna make to this authentic <laughs> Why are we like this? Why are we like? Why are we so committed to this story? What's wrong with this? I love that so much. That was my my one thought when you said you were going to do this one. I thought have have, have fun with that chapter. I did, <laughs> didn't? <laughs> and I'm sure so would all the listeners. Uh, I'm like, I you know what else that I really, I, I think I texted you about this, Anne, as well, is the proposal scene. I was like, the pressure to propose in this when it's one, it's your fic, and then obviously from the show. And I'm just like, I've got to voice this properly. And I like, oh, I'm like, mm, good luck. She better say yes. He did. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, to it a few times. She's like, oh, she said yes. I'm like, okay, okay good. <laughs> But yeah, just like uh, like just the giddiness. Like, can you say you were at work when you were editing that? Yeah, I was cracking <laughs> up. You uh, people have asked me like, where do I find the time? I work with children. I own my own um, childcare, and they they're young children, so they nap for like two hours. So for two hours <laughs> of the day, my job is to just watch sleeping bodies. So I'm like, I'll either do like the bookkeeping or I'll sit and edit some audio so edit some just, very not safe work I got my headphones on and I'm like <laughs> oh um where was I going with this but oh the other thing that's so so interesting about for me doing like an audio version of a story like that is that obviously it's one person so you're you're doing all the roles and all the characters all by yourself. And we had kind of toyed I am with not an idea. actor. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Well, and that's just it. It's like you you have people who read audio for a living, but they're some of them are, you know, professional voice actors and some of them are just really good at narrating and doing voices. And we kind of purposely chose not to do like a huge voice shift yeah because I, I had a discussion with you and some of the others about what do I do with the children do I read it just oh, as yeah. me or do I change and I, and it got to the point where I was like I can't change my voice one because it will sound really weird but also I don't think it will be authentic enough and I really wanted yeah. to make sure that it was the story that was coming across and you kind of forget that it's me reading it you just want right. to hear the words right. yeah so and so we talked about different- how the dialogue well, itself is 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 so good that there's that um that adolescence is already kind of built into their dialogue so you didn't yeah, really so have the to way go. you've written it stacy is genius because you make them sound like children so i didn't have to change anything because the way i because just just reading it is makes them their age thank it's you I, that's something i this is that's this is the second time i've done something along those lines because uh, i did last the year before, the Christmas before, I did Real Christmas, which started with a letter from Waverly uh, when she was eight. And I spent a long time trying to get that right. And I, I kind of recruited friends that had children of similar ages and got them to read the letter and, and see if 
it sort of if they there were any words in there that they thought they wouldn't know or you know anything that didn't sound like something that that their children would say or that or their you know children's friends and stuff would say um whereas this time because it was so many different ages I didn't really have the freedom to do that I don't know somebody of every every age bracket that I had in that that span so I was just, I was trying to make it sound like what I felt that age bracket sounded like but I don't really have that much recent experience you know I have I always used to work with children but quite a long time ago so I was a bit worried that I might you know make them sound too young or too old or I kind of wasn't quite sure so I, <laughs> that's reassuring to know that you felt yeah, I think it's perfect and even writing then when Winona's like several years older than them and and the way that then she speaks to them um and I, I think in this particular story, the way you've written my known is I love it. I think she's brilliant. And just the the way that, that she comes into the rooms, the songs that you put in there, the certain phrases like, what's up? And you know, it's it's <laughs> really niche for um the the time frame that you've written in as well. I just I think it's really on point. Thank you. I I, I had a lot of fun doing Winona and Sadie's interruptions. So I think they were probably they, they I planned and replanned the timings quite a lot to try and iron out because I wanted them to have that kind of progression through their through their ages where it would be clear that other stuff has happened in their year that we haven't seen if that makes sense obviously I wanted this span over 20 years but I'd sort of pigeonholed myself into Christmas so I was like wanted you to be it to be clear that there's been this emotional growth and the growth in their relationship and everything in that time without having to write things that weren't that day you know weren't just Christmas and so I felt like using the the the, the pop culture references and Winona yeah. and Mercedes and stuff to try and do that would give that image of oh other stuff has happened like yeah. this is where we are in time there's been there's been a whole year or a whole three years or whatever it's been. You know, other things have happened. People are, are changing and one owner and Mercedes are getting older. This time they've come in with alcohol. Clearly everybody's a little bit older than they were before. That yeah. was like my way of trying to move the timeline along. And I had a lot of fun with it, but I also got myself quite stressed with it, <laughs> trying to get it right. Did it a fair few times. And I, 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 there was a couple of scenes that I sort of planned that I never used in the end and a couple that I ended up adding in because I'd had too many down one end of their age range and then they're not enough around the other end and then I'd left too many years in between or then I had too many um unnecessary scenes because they hadn't really grown enough in between them and so it just took me quite a long time to, to iron that out but just take all of those scenes and title it scrapbook <laughs> yes. And there's, yes there's a whole other chunk of fanfic for you it's just yes, like maybe a, i should a written a, if you were you'd open a scrapbook these are all the pages we missed in between i could probably do that with things that i didn't write as well so obviously they had 20 years and i just wrote christmas right. for, for a few years i could probably write the uh, the way hawk through the years scrapbook of the scenes that they would have had uh in between as well couldn't mm-hmm. i in between the sheets in between the <laughs> maybe they got some summer ones <laughs> yeah and so as as sound effects go I purposely did not mine for sexy sound effects either like I didn't add I think I added one like cheek kiss but oh, I yeah. didn't oh, add, I love it I didn't add any like 
kissing noises and I didn't add any like additional breathy stuff because that's a huge commitment and it's just that's you can't recapture those voices right like your Jen's not doing specific character voices you know you're changing your inflection and your tone and your cadence that kind of thing but you're not like doing a tonal like and then she's you know what I mean you know what I mean so it's like go wrong Right. So it's like once you start, I was like, no, if we start with one like actual sound effect that is supposed to be coming from a character's mouth, that's a whole like situation. So we like literally the only sound effects that have been added in are like. Yeah, like external ones that work to catch themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a conscious choice. So I I hope nobody's disappointed in that. I just thought like (laughs) it would it would really I felt like it would really kind of cheese it up in a way that just seemed like gratuitous and like actually a little more porny, quite honestly. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden we're putting in these imitation like sounds. So I yeah. just, I thought that kind of would have been a little icky. So we didn't, we didn't go there. That makes sense. I mean, I can't wait to hear the sound. I, I've heard a little sort of preview, but I haven't obviously at this point heard as, the whole thing. So. As Emily says, like, don't get high on your own supply, but like, we have had so much fun doing this and just like making it go together. When when I was little, I used to fall asleep listening to TV. It was on the radio. So there was Dukes of Hazard, which I'm sure is like a horrible show if I would go back and watch it now. And <laughs> so much is probably wrong with that show. Um, but I would listen to certain TV shows as I fell asleep. And it's like you'd hear it and you're like having this program in your mind, right? And having this audio form of the story it's it's like theater kind of you're like you can close your eyes and you can just hear it and see it and you can visualize all these things that are happening I think it's just really kind of fun I think it's fantastic I mean I'm you know I'm hearing impaired so I have the opposite to to somebody that would potentially need need this but for me just the accessibility the fact that you know there's so many people who struggle to read whether it's sight related, whether it's, you know, dyslexia related, whether it's just attention span related. And this is just, I think it's just a fantastic way of opening it up to people who don't want to sit and read, um, read fifth on the screen. I think it's amazing. And also it's just a fun way of doing it. I can't wait to hear all the, the uh, sound effects and everything. I'm going to, I'm going to be listening a lot. Absolutely. I might, listen hiding underneath my own sheets when you know when certain chapters come around but I promise not to do it on a dog walk (laughs) that might be the safer space (laughs) right headphones someone said I can't wait to listen to this at work I'm like well maybe you shouldn't listen to it at work they're like I wear headphones I'm like okay then you're fine Uh, I mean I mean I probably wrote it in public I quite often write on uh, dog walks and things on my phone so yeah but nobody sees what you're typing out right you got someone like leaning over your shoulder you're fine (laughs) my very first fanfic I ever read was painted walls and hardwood floors mine too was it Mm -hmm. really oh I feel very honored yeah you I was super reluctant to read any fanfic because the show was still airing and I don't know I had this like thing in my head that it was like I don't want these alternate versions of the characters to kind of cloud what I'm watching on the screen. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's why they tell the actors not to read it and stuff, isn't it? For that exact yeah. reason. Yeah, I just it, didn't it like... It blurs words. I, I don't know. I just didn't... I didn't... I thought for some reason that it would 
take away from my experience with that. And then I don't know at what point I finally was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to dip my toe in. And I got suggestions from people and they're like, you know, here's a good starting point. So I started with that and I was like, give, bring it in. I want it all. I want it all. And you know, it's, I'm sure you've heard this before, but especially with the show being gone, it is such a great way for, for me and for so many other people to just feel like it's still living it's on still in this alternate form and like these other versions of the characters, you know, some that are truer to the show than others, but it's just like, you still can feel it and see it and hear it. It just keeps it at the forefront of your mind. And just, I love it. Like, I, I think it's amazing. I mean, for new material as well. When somebody posts yeah. something new, whatever it is, artwork or stories or anything, it, people are like, yeah, new content of some yeah. Think. I think it's fantastic. And there's so many. I mean, this fandom has so many people creating content. There's there's so many podcasts and artists and, and singers and, and fic writers. And you know, there's, there's there's so many people producing this amazing stuff. And I just think it's incredible that there's still more coming out, even though, you know, the show hasn't been on our screens for a while. And I, I kind of it's dwindling a little bit, but not as anywhere near as much as, as some shows would have done. No. You know, this this much long, uh, this much after the the show stopped airing. I just think it's incredible. That I love engaging with all of it. I, I I love. I mean, I've got bits of art on my wall that people have sent me. Um, and you know, the fact that we get art of other fan art that I have pieces of, of art up on my wall that are based on my fix and not the show. You know, it, it's just. It's never ending. And then you end up, I'll see pieces of art that inspire me to write six. And it's just like this kind of continuous cycle. And I just think that's amazing. That's really cool. I've never really thought of like you being inspired by things that are like secondhand to the show Mm -hmm. as far as other people's works of art. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, It's amazing. It's, I just think it's like, I I think Kat said in a panel at one point that, you know, wait, uh, Dom and Kat are like the the bodies of Nicole and Waverly, but really the the kind of essence of them is in everything that everybody's doing. It's in the show, but it's also in all the the fan arts and the fix and the songs and the podcasts. It's it's the characters don't technically exist. They aren't Dom and Kat. They are just this essence that people are bringing to to all of these things. And I just think it's incredible. It's such an amazing. For me, it's like a way of expressing myself as well through characters that I know other people love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, we love it. I the I hope the fanfic writers keep doing Winona fanfic for a long time to come because yeah, me too. We all want it. We all are just still like we need our fix. <laughs> like we, we need it to <laughs> keep I, I hope you guys are going to keep doing the audio because I think they're amazing and I really I feel honored that you've done two of mine. I think it's fantastic now I've done a really good job of them uh, Stacey are all your stories primarily with um Nicole and Waverly being British uh, I think no, I tend to not specify um I used to try to change my sort of style and writing to make them sound more um well either Canadian or, or American or whatever um wherever I'd set it but get called up quite a lot on my Britishisms. Um, and I sometimes I'm aware they're Britishisms and, and I don't care, but sometimes I'm just not, I don't know. You know, sometimes there's just words I use and ways I phrase things that I don't realise are not universal. Yeah. 
and people will call me up on it. And so I've sort of, rather than get myself in a bit of a twist, trying so hard to erase those criticisms, I've just gone, well, no. that's how I'm writing. Um, so I have got a couple that are specifically set in England. I've got uh, Beneath the Snowman Sheets and then um, Sounds of the City that are specifically British set. But other ones I tend to just leave it open to interpretation. Just kind of, I'll use my Britishisms, and if you choose to to decide that that means that they're in England, then I'm okay with that. So, gotcha. I'm get my the Britishisms aren't going anywhere. <laughs> no, and it's, when I was reading this one was was easy because it was it was written as you know, yeah. as English, and depending on obviously where you're from, I've got a Southern accent, so I pronounce things slightly different. And you always write the word ass. But that's not how I would say it. So I was I was very conscious about do I need to to read how you've written or is it better for me to just read as I would pronounce stuff? And I, d- I decided to do that because it made it it made it flow better for yeah. me. So I say ass. Yeah, um, I mean, I do I as pronounce- well. Yeah, so I, the way stuff, I write it like that because I know like that, that predominantly. Yeah, I like I there are some things I still do change because I know that the people that are reading it are predominantly on the other side of the pond. So yeah. I, I tend to things like us, I tend to write ass because i know that yeah if i wrote it ass it'd probably take people out of the moment a bit yeah because it's such a british word it is it's, that spelling is so british that i feel like people would sort of almost oh what? so and, and, this, and that's yeah. usually being used in a in a in a context where you don't want people to suddenly be taken out no. of the story <laughs> so i i tend to, there are words that i will tweak and i will um i will kind of put the more americanized versions of things but even even if it is set in England, just because I'm conscious of the my main audience being American, yeah. really. But I haven't. Like, I tried to write one story that was specifically set in in Florida, and I've never been to Florida. <laughs> and I don't. I tagged it as ge- as geographical inaccuracies, but I mean, I I basically just made a place up and then called it Florida. It's what I did. Amazing. <laughs> People called me up on it quite a lot, and I was like, look, it's fiction. It's fine. It's fine. Expand your uh, reality, right? Um, Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's one of the things that I like so much about this pairing of Jen reading your stories is that you know it's a Brit reading something by another Brit. I I love that, and not to pigeonhole you at all because it's not to say that you couldn't go on and read anything, but I think it just like really draws you more into that this one, story I, I think it sounds special like that yeah definitely yeah it's really and it, it, immersive. i mean i so i heard i heard somebody american read um one of my one shots and it had never occurred to me just how british the word bloody is until i heard an american say it and then i was like oh that sounds really strange coming out of their mouth actually and it just hadn't really occurred to me so i hear what you're saying because i think you could quite happily read an American thing, but you reading British stuff doesn't sound, even if to an American, the words are not necessarily that typical. It doesn't sound unusual because it's natural for you to say it. That's Whereas a great example sometimes... because I think bloody in the United States is is very like aggressive, like aggressive. But when you say it, it just seems more cheeky. Yeah. There are there's some words where or violent or just like graphic. I don't know. <laughs> it, does. it does. And there's certain words, you know, the other way around as well. Like there's some things that Americans can say that don't sound as aggressive. And when we say it, it sounds really aggressive. And the other way around. Like 
there's certain swear words and things that I'll put in the in my fix that I use all the time. But when I hear them on on screens, you know, with in American voices, they sound completely different, and the meaning just sounds very different. And I sort of forget that when I'm writing because just I just write what comes into my head. And I, one of the things I've been trying to teach myself and learn about as I'm kind of writing more is actually just because I say this word doesn't mean this character would and I should probably think a little bit more about how that would sound coming out of this person's mouth because I have quite knowingly and quite openly disregarded the fact that Wayne doesn't swear in the show just because for me I like the dialogue when she does but actually that's not the way I should be doing it I should be writing it the way that she speaks because that's that's characterization and that's something I'm kind of still learning I this is still so new to me you know I've this the whole process is still so new to me and I'm still getting there and I'm currently writing my first novel with original characters and I've learned so wow. much about that than you know so much I've learned things I just didn't even consider um and I'm quite excited to write another fic or with that new understanding and that new knowledge because yeah, I feel like it might change some of my word choices and stuff, but we'll see. I I have, um, well, I've got a one shot that will come out um, in the next couple of weeks, which I can't say too much on because it's part of something else. Okay. Um, but I also have a um, a Winsita, uh fic on its way, Ooh. which again is the first time I've tried to write anything that wasn't way hot. So that will be... I'll be interested to see how that goes down and, and whether people feel like I've um, I've got the characterization right. And then also I am working on my own novel, which uh, I've been working on for a little while. Slow, slow <laughs> progress because I've got a lot to learn. But keep an eye out because I'm really hoping that soon I'll be able to start trying to um, kind of push it out to people. Cool. So, That's so exciting. Do you feel like you would have come to that conclusion, a uh, novel writing conclusion on your own, or is it a direct result of watching Winona and starting to write fanfic that you've gotten to this point in your life? Yeah, it's absolutely a direct result. I don't think I would ever have, have, have come down this path. And I can't believe the way that the um, fanfic has kind of led me. It, it's bizarre to me the way that the last few years have gone since I started writing. Um, you know, I I have people who um, read and like my writing who are behind me and sort of investing in me and pushing me in, into different experiences that I wouldn't have had. Otherwise, uh, I've discovered skills I didn't think I'd have. I've made contacts I didn't think I'd ever make. And it's unbelievable to me to think that I wouldn't have found it if I hadn't started writing I'm in a position where I'm hoping to reduce the amount of days that I'm working at my job to focus a few days a week on writing which wasn't even on the radar for me you know a few a few years ago so I I'm so glad that I found it because it's something that I really 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 enjoy and I love what's come from it I still love it when I get uh, I, I've got all the emails notifications turned on for my um comments and stuff on, on my fix and I'll occasionally get an email that's on something that I've you know really far back in my repertoire and I love it every time anybody interacts with anything that I've written I just it's just the best feeling and then every time I get tagged in something on Twitter and 
I just think it's amazing. I've got a little um, file on my phone where I screenshot things and I save them. And whenever I'm feeling a little bit like I, I can, you know, a bit bit down, a bit worthless, I'll scroll through that. And it just, it's just the best feeling right back as far as, you know, the first fix that I posted and the comments that got on those. And I, they still make my days now. So I'm incredibly grateful. And I love so much that now there's other formats of it that you guys are like involved and doing this side of it I just think it's amazing I just think it's so important and there's so many other fic writers I speak to who have similar experiences where you know they know that they've spent a few hours writing something and at least one other person on the planet has been impacted by that and that's just amazing whether that's just that you you know they just laughed for a couple of minutes or whether they got something more sort of deep and meaningful out of it it's still I just think Art is the most amazing thing, Absolutely. whatever form it's in. Jen, how how are you feeling? What's what was what has this process been like for you? And would you do it again? Was it what you expected it to be? So after I'd done painted, and, and that was a very steep learning curve, um, an enjoyable one as well. And you guys, that obviously there's only like ten of you that had heard it before. Um, we we Stacey allowed us to to put it out and you were all so incredibly supportive and um because it I mean it could have crashed and burned you could have been like well that's a bit shit you don't do that again <laughs> <laughs> I mean I guess I would really rather you didn't read out loud <laughs> <laughs> we'd really love if you didn't read out loud yeah, just read in your head please <laughs> So I'm so grateful that you were all so supportive and there was a few suggestions about um, cadence and and timing and um, editing and stuff like that. And I was so grateful. And then obviously meeting Stacey and, and you just saying yes straight away. And I was like, no way. One, I was like, you were so surprised, like, so excited. And then I was like, shit, everybody's <laughs> going to be able to listen to it, but it'd be all right. Cause I need like another 10 people to listen to it. And then when I asked you how many people had heard it and you told me the numbers, I was like, Oh, good grief. There was probably some swear words as well. I was like, it's for me, it's just been, something that I never thought would happen because I'm not an artist I'm not a writer um but I've been able to contribute in a way that I never thought I'd be able to contribute by speaking <laughs> into a <laughs> microphone <laughs> and I'm very grateful that, that that I've got some content which is incredible to be able to read and it's entertaining and it's um for me I don't and I'm one of those people that don't read a lot and I read a little bit of fanfic and for me something like this which is another reason why I wanted to do it is because I would be the one of the people that would be listening mm. if it wasn't my own voice um <laughs> <laughs> because that would be accessible for me because I'm not that type of reader so I'm really pleased that somebody maybe that wouldn't engage in fanfic before because of the reading would now be able to listen and they can also read along as well if they want to and that might make it easier for them yeah um, I've learned I've learned a little bit about I've bought myself a little microphone and obviously changed where I record and the process has got longer definitely so I was trying to work out I think and I don't know if you've added up the minutes and I think there's about 490 minutes worth of fic in the 12 chapters <laughs> yeah wow yeah. But that's edited, Fick. That that's doesn't edited. count all the times you went so back. So for me, it will take between three and four times longer to record that. So that's 
way over a thousand. Oh my gosh. Um, and then editing, I spend, I probably spend double the time for, if it's 30 minutes, I probably spend at least 60 minutes, depending on how much um, sound mining I need to do. And that's just for sound mining. If I had to edit it before it even got to that point, then it would well, be we talked even about longer. it didn't we i said what how would you feel about me just sending you a raw file where i just if i mess up i just do it again and we decided it just wasn't going to work and then we did i did speak to lee about maybe doing that and that might be something that's possible for if, if we do it again i would love to read more i, I mean people make suggestions what, what do you want to hear um i love that yes Oh, yeah, and, so if it, many good and, ones. and if it's if there's not a time frame, like obviously we tried to do this. Yeah, one so the Christmas time frame was Christmas. tight, especially because I was away as well. And I knew that um so I record at lunchtime or in the evening or if I've got a free afternoon or something like that. So it's been quite good. Um, but there was times when I've so at weekends I can't, I'm really busy with my with my hockey and I knew that I'd got my England stuff coming up again for hockey and I was like, it's going to get tighter as we get towards December. So I was trying to cram as many as I could in in a week. I think I did four in a week once. I was like, oh. Yeah, I was like, you're really rolling. <laughs> wow, I don't know if I can write it as fast as that. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> if there's no time frame, you know, if it's just a, you know, we, something's done when it's done kind of thing then I could absolutely do raw files because it's there's no crunch. Um, so that's something, you know, we can look forward to. You would get some that's... crazy outtakes as well because <laughs> I'm one of these people that speaks to myself. So one, I speak to myself. Two, I speak to the characters. And three, Stacey, I speak to you a lot as well. <laughs> I would love to hear that then. Please, now, please so, do get the raw files. I'm not promising anything. I have recorded. You're going to send me a blooper now, reel? Thought, yeah, so I suddenly thought of this probably like the last few chapters. So I've set another phone to record the entirety of me recording so if somebody wants to mess with those files because there's a lot of space where there's no, where you can't hear anything because that's me listening back right over what I've done and then thinking about what I'll do so there's a lot of silence but somebody can make those files because there's just me swearing and just not being <laughs> able to pronounce words and then having to look things up on YouTube for songs that you put in on and then having to practice these songs and then <laughs> it's just it's so interesting too because it's like we have these you know the three of us as individuals and then it's really three different mediums you know you've got yeah. the written word you've got the spoken word and then I'm doing this audio component to it and when I'm editing for podcast content I don't like blank spaces so if somebody is thinking too long when I go down to edit that I will cut that gap down because dead air for me is like oh my god dead air like people listening back well, it sounds like, awkward yeah is it over <laughs> what's happening like did they go did i did i lose my my audio what's happening are my ears okay what's going on so there were a few times when i had cut jen's purposeful pauses down oh, too right. much and she was her feedback was you know i put that because like you had mentioned earlier in this in, in this talk stacy was that when you're looking at it, you can see where those breaks are. But when mm. you're listening back, you you don't have those visual breaks for you. So yeah, Jen purposely put these longer pauses in to kind of break that up. So it was me, like in the first few um the few first few chapters that we put out, some of those breaks are too tight. And so I had to train myself to get better. One, and it's where it's where there's a complete change in scene. 
and it and it goes it runs right into the next one and i was like we there's a there's a pause there for a reason it's so that you can just take that minute before you go into a completely yeah. new scene which isn't related to the next one and sometimes when i'm doing the dialogue as well i just need a minute to change not it's not even change but to just be the next person so there's a mm. little bit of a pause between so sometimes if it's a reactive sentence then there won't be and you might have the same same voice or because that's just what happens but mm. often it will be there will be a longer pause because i just need a second to think about what the next person's saying and that makes a bit more sense than it being one after the other so yeah it's yeah. interesting it's- it is an interesting, like, I'd never really thought about it that way. And, and as I said earlier, that I, I don't necessarily think my writing lends itself that well to it. I think you do a really good job with it because I, I'm so visual. And because I, because of my hearing impairment, I do have a little bit of, I struggle a bit with auditory processing sometimes. Um, so for me, I, I very much am visual. And I, I often, you know, I'll use closed captions and stuff like that. Like I, I need to be able to yeah. see things, to be able to process them. So trying to compare how that looks on the page to how you're reading that out I think would be quite difficult I, I think you just do a really good job of it because I definitely don't have that in my mindset when I'm writing I'm just going for the visual effects and the, more and more as I write it, it comes out more but um I have quite short a quite informal writing style I have quite short paragraphs it'd be like half a sentence and then there'd be another one and then there'd be another one and that is my mind breaking things up it'd be like right just it's that kind of rhythm of how how the the mind is reading it and I never once stopped to think about how that would translate when you're saying it out loud um yeah I certainly with painted walls I felt they smashed it so oh thank you most of the time I think your writing is perfect to read obviously we discussed about the the context of somebody saying something and then I've said it in a way and then they've actually whispered it and I haven't whispered it and then we're like okay that I need to go back and do that again um there are a few paragraphs so I guess it's certain sounds that go together a lot of h's and vowels and then you get you get stuck Mm. and if I if I'm on a roll there'll be a point where I either run out of breath because I'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) or I'm so salivary I'm like I've got to stop (laughs) and that was something too that I was like you know here's some tips which I learned the hard way is like there's certain foods I can't eat like within hours before I record because you start to get these real mouthies I might have it today because I drank coffee but you get these real mouthy sounds I am quite clicky it's bananas it's dairy which like are huge things in my diet like I eat a banana like every day I eat dairy like all the time so I was like okay I'm gonna record in like two uh, I can't have a banana now but I'm really hungry like what can I eat that's not gonna mess up my mouth um that's crazy I've never thought about that recorded yeah and now now I've become this like audio cuckoo pants where it's like if I listen to other podcasts and I clock it it drives me I'm like oh my god they've got a mouth click they've got this there there's a hum in their audio there's whatever and before I never would have noticed that see I have always felt quite bad because I've I've done a few different podcasts and my setup is pretty pretty poor really I mean I've just got you know my my little headphones and and I don't it feels cocky of me to go maybe I should invest in something more if people are going to ask me I don't feel like I can go I need to get myself a setup 
but I do. Uh, I do now. I'm really conscious. Have I got mouth clicks? No, no. I I, I appreciate. I actually appreciate less, better quality of audio from a guest because for me, it puts me in that space as a listener that they're somewhere else. Yeah, you know, yeah, like that's true. I ex- I expect the the host to have good audio because they're they're consistent they're somewhere yeah. but it's also it's almost like you know and now we're breaking to so i mean you're across the pond like of course it's going to be different yeah right? you know? that gives it more yeah it sounds more authentic we're the other side of the pond we don't have good connection over here oh you guys are nah. like still in the stone ages and we're several, several hundred miles apart i think as well i live up in the northwest and you do you live down south oh, do you? You? i'm yeah. in the south yeah yeah another challenge we had that i wanted to point out for people was Remember, there's a text exchange with emojis. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And Jen was like, how do I do these emojis? How like, did you do that? Am I going to have I to described, Did I describe? I can't remember. What did I do? Did I? We talked about the actual scene. And I said, I think you just need to do it with your voice. Like, yeah. How did you do specifically coffee in an abacus? <laughs> I have, I need to know. How you do you remember? No, no I, I, oh, I don't know if I can find my chat I had with you for this. Oh. I was, it was literally, what the hell am I going to say for this? Please hold, because this is an actual conversation. And we were like, what do you do? See, I don't think about it. <laughs> Just put things in there. We totally uh, hashed it out. Oh, you sent me a voice note. You were like, what should I do for these emojis? And then you sent me a screenshot. And I said, I've consulted with a friend. We say use your your uh, your timing of your voice to portray the emoji or the tone of your voice. But I said time to portray the emoji. I said, don't say winky face emoji, etc. <laughs> and so you're like, OK, so there's a few words. And that's fine. But how do I portray something with my voice when it's a text message with only a winky smiley or a coffee cup? And I said, a coffee cup and an I said, maybe say Waverly sent or sends a coffee face or coffee cup emoji. And what lo- I think we described it as what looks like something. <laughs> what yeah. appears to be a shish kebab, I think. Yeah, that was something like that. <laughs> shish kebab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, is, uh, you said, okay, cool. Thank you. And I said, especially those ones where one of them then referenced the emoji. She's like, why did you send me a skewer emoji? <laughs> we worked it out in the end and it was just me basically describing what they might be thinking when they saw right. when they saw them i yeah. think but it, it worked out in the end didn't it i was quite pleased yeah actually. it worked out well and it but it was like you know we hadn't we were both working through the chapters as we got to them it wasn't mm. like we sat down and had this big production meeting it was like she's doing this chapter she would come across these obstacles on her end we talk it out and then I'd, you know, come across the the ones on my audio. And um, that was one of my sound effects I'm super proud of, too, was the texting back and forth. Because I was like, I'm assuming they're using iPhones. So I like sound mind for iPhone incoming and outgoing text messages. So you get that <laughs> bloop, bloop back and forth. <laughs> Jeff's, I'm like totally going to tune my own horn for that one because I thought that part was so, I was like, yeah. <laughs> do my texting my sound effects it was so much fun and That's, I, I like that because I, I was thinking when you just said about the text messages I was thinking actually that's 
I didn't know that at all because I've just I think I just use their name don't I just put their name and then like in italics for mm-hmm. the, the message so I yeah <laughs> clever thinking I like this because it's like how do you but like... I have then just said like if, Nicole, if Nicole's texting I've, I've just said deadpan Nicole and then what they've said yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's like it's got the ch- they each have their own different like chime sound and then <laughs> she goes into the dialogue but another just yeah. like super fun way and uh, you know collaborating with that i'd love to do more if either of you are game for any of it i am always down all of it such a blast i think you sent i one of our text exchanges you were like i love how much you love this and i'm like <laughs> i am over the moon with it so excited about it I mean, I give you guys explicit consent to record any one of my fix that you want to record. <laughs> so there are also so many other great ones. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with. And we've been so, you've been so gracious. I've been so appreciative because, it, I mean, this is your baby. And I, I never yeah, wanted exactly. it to come across. Yeah, exactly. I was so across. worried. Well, yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah, I don't want it, it to so come across as like, we're trying to take any ownership of this brilliance at all. We're just like. No, this geniusness is your all yours, Stacey. Yeah, this is you. Let's I, yeah, just I mean, get I, it out there. I think it's fantastic. I did like. I was quite surprised by how surprised you were, Jen, when you asked me, and I had no qualms. You were really? Why would I not want that? I think that's great. Of course, I want that. I think it's great. I, I yes, it is my baby, and yes, I I do feel you know a lot of love for um for. for my work and stuff and, and the passion that I put in but also I it's kind of out there now it belongs to everyone now so more people that can hear it the better will read it or however they're gonna process it that's what it's yeah. there for I want people to like it and enjoy it yeah it's just it's so brilliant and it's I hope it comes across the way that um that you have always envisioned it Stacy, and uh the way that you have read it as well Jen like I know from my end, listening to it with with all the enhancements we've done and and the way that you so eloquently did each character, there were times that I was like literally like verklempt. Like my little heart was just like, uh, like again, Winona in the sheets, the twinkle and gumdrops. Like you start out really like you come out of the gates right away, and it's just so genius. Like. Chapter two, when Nicole says, I don't like boys wave, the way you do that whole scene, like my heart, like totally melted. And I hope everyone's does because it's it's so good. It's so sweet. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. It's, it's I know that by the time the way you there, write it, it's done, so but... easy to read. Like I don't, I said like the one word is sometimes difficult, but the rest of it is just, it's fun to read and it comes it, the cadence of it you write with a really lovely cadence it's really lovely to read and yeah the just it's easy to to portray the feeling that these characters have because it's all of the way it's written on the page thank you i really appreciate that. i, I love no it. skills <laughs> i mean i literally am reading words <laughs> yes you do but also <laughs> i think it's really interesting to hear the 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 way that somebody else kind of interprets that reading because you know I get feedback I get comments and people will talk to me about my my fix but that's how that's that's quite an intimate feedback you you reading this aloud the way that you interpret the story is more feedback than any 
comments could give me all all emotions and they come out really well thank you i tend to feel them as i'm writing them which is another yeah, reason why i, I, I write it, a lot of i angst. think that's that's apparent in how you write and then just it's immersive thank you there's a there's i that whatever chat i i feel bad referencing chapters because i know they don't line up with the audio so i'm gonna try and avoid it but in one of the earlier chapters when um there's that little bit of kind of angst moment when nicole doesn't go home and and this sort of get a little bit of um sort of tension was i actually struggled a little bit just because i felt like i feel it when i'm writing it and i there's, there's a reason i don't write angst at all because it just makes me feel angsty and i don't like feeling angsty so there was just a sort of one moment where actually i nearly um took it out and made it fluffier just because for me i'm so sensitive i'm so oversensitive that every single thing that's even a little bit upsetting i'm like carrying it with me for days um and it started worse <laughs> the first time i wrote um it was actually a little bit more angsty and i took that out pretty quickly um and then i nearly made it even less which uh, part and even when more. she leaves when she yes yeah, when she went, there's basically the section between when she leaves um, and Shay. So that bit where she um, where she leaves, and then when she doesn't come home that one year and stuff like that. That those bits, I almost just made them really it was heartbreaking. Those out heartbreaking, but it's perfect. But, but it's, it's so perfect. necessary. It's, it's yeah, so exactly necessary. it's necessary. That's what made me leave Min in the end. I don't. The story doesn't work if that doesn't happen. You know, you don't, I just, I feel like in, Waverly in particular would not come to where she came to without yes. that. So, it's, you know, I, it was necessary. That, that I didn't it, like that's doing quite it. an emotionally, like, personal thing for me as well. I, I really identify with that particular part, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. now, I mean, now I'm quite worried about hearing it. If you, it's no, really not at all. Well. It, not it's at gonna all. Be, <laughs> it's going to break me. But. Yeah, I, I remember like and again, like it's you get that additional audio part of it where it's like the story is really coming alive. So it's like it feels like you I feel like people, their feelings might even sink in even more um, hanging on to it that way. Mm. Yeah. Why white hot chocolate? I honestly I, because to me, it's so much sweeter. And I was trying to to get this kind of childlike vibe into the beginning of it um it actually it was another one of those things i put in and i didn't intend to carry it all the way through but once it was on the page it felt like it was then part of her promise as part of nicole's promise so when i first said white hot chocolate it was just because i was trying to think of something what do you have when you're a child that most adults would go no that's that's too much but a child it's like this is sickly sweet and I love it and this is a real good treat um so I went for white hot chocolate and then once it was in the dialogue and, and you know Nicole said she was going to take Waverly for white hot chocolate well now it's got to stay now it's part of the tradition but I actually don't like it <laughs> so, I'm drinking it right now it's pretty sweet it's very sweet <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> I've never seen it before but like the the instant packets they like actually make it and so I was yeah. like, I'm gonna have to order some so, so I can really get into the mode. <laughs> I'm committed. 
Um, I don't yeah, know. No, I don't fancy the white. I had a Bailey's hot chocolate at the Christmas oh, market yesterday. Yeah. That was delicious. That's that for when good. they're grown, Jen. When they're grown. Yes. When they're grown. That's what I should have turned it into. Yeah. <laughs> My white hot chocolate with five small marshmallows, just the way Waverly would have it. Five little ones. Five. Five little ones. <laughs> I know the story now, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it so much. I'm so, like, all the little details that people pick out on. I mean, white hot chocolate. I like a white hot chocolate if it's you know the ones where you where it's real chocolate and you put in yeah, like you, melt. You, yeah. yeah, that that's quite nice when it's white hot chocolate, but instant white hot chocolate I find too sweet and I'm like I you know, I I'll drink Coke all day long, but the those make my teeth feel a bit funny. But it just felt like something that a child would would love and then it stuck. <laughs> but people, a few people have asked me that and they're like, What's your recipe? I don't have one. I don't drink them. <laughs> I, just, I don't even like it. It's a yeah, story, people. It Come just on. Came out. <laughs> it's yeah. not my life. It's not a biography, autobiography. It's uh, just you know, a story. I get asked a lot how much, how many of my fix are anecdotal. Like qu- quite often, people are like, "Oh, is it based on your life?" And and genuinely, it really isn't ever. I don't. I think I've maybe written two or three scenes in all of my fix that have been anecdotal. Um, but most of the time, I they just. I just sort of pulled them out of the air. I don't really know mm-hmm. where they come from. And I think there was one in Painted Walls, the ski trip. Oh, that was one of my favourite chapters to read. It it read really well. That was anecdotal. That was a real, yeah, my friend, I was on, it was a school ski trip and my friend Emma plummeted into a random German man on the, um, on the <laughs> ski lift. Come out. Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that part of the experience, isn't it? Have you really I, lived and let until you unless you've plummeted you... down into a German man? No. And I was the Nicole in the situation, just really slowly making my way down the hill. No plan. Um, yeah, I got put into the bottom group, and Emma got put into the next group up, despite the fact that she had plowed into this stranger and taken his legs out from underneath him. So that was anecdotal, um, but yeah, I get asked quite a lot, and I think that. Is, if all these stories were based on my life, how sugary do you think my life is? <laughs> we like to live in a fantasy world, Stacey. Yes. <laughs> all of them are based on my life. You're like, I can't let anyone know that's not my true uh, persona, right? Yeah, yeah. really, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> Don't like anything romantic. Everybody can be in pain. You're like all jaded and bitter, but you just write this sugary sweet stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's You're like a Grinch at Christmas. You're like, <laughs> no presents for you. <laughs> exactly. That's why I don't have any snowman sheets apart from my <laughs> my this one that I took to the con. So so I have a, um, I realize people can't see this. I have a pillowcase that I took with me to um, Earthfest that I got Earthers to draw snowmen on. So I, I have my version of snowman sheets that's created by Earthers and it's, it's my favorite thing in this room. It's so brilliant. It's, <laughs> it's great. adorable. When I saw that, I was so jealous that I had not crossed <laughs> paths with you yet. I'll, I'll make sure that I do at some point. Um, I will Absolutely. cross well, paths and, and bring my snowman sheets. I think uh, Sugary Sweet is a perfect place to leave off. I think that, um, Stacy, you allowing us to bring this fic to life. Jen, you so graciously taking up your spare time and investing in a microphone as well <laughs> to bring it to life. 
will be a tr a real Christmas treat or holiday treat for so many people. And I thank you so much for letting us uh, steal your story for a little while and bring it to life. It's been a treat. Thank you so much for bringing it to life. And I cannot wait to hear it. I know that at this point, when this airs, I will have heard it, but I'm excited. I can't wait. Okay. It's going to be That's a blast. my absolute pleasure as well. I've loved doing it. Well, give it up, everybody, for Stacey and Jen. And uh, here's to more audio fix maybe in the future yes. hopefully um take care have a great new year and um see you all in 2023 well this has been a joy i wish i could do this every two weeks with you too so <laughs> that would be amazing let's do it, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. it's been so good thank you for inviting so, me on and so nice meeting you and thank you for taking time out of your weekend anytime oh, thank you lovelies we'll yeah. speak soon bye guys take, take care. care bye, bye. bye.